Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 27, our one-year anniversary spectacular. <laughs> You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Michael, clever nickname Lopez. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't have anything clever to say to that. <laughs> that a great start. And David, that visual effects wizard came from the moon, Tate. <laughs> I get that reference. Because of destiny and uh, yeah. And joining us tonight, our super guest friend of honor, star of stage and web browser, greeter of meters, and one of the coolest dudes in video games, kindoffunny.com's Greg Miller. Hey guys, congratulations, one year. Yes, yeah, thanks thank you. for coming on, man. I, we really appreciate it. Oh, man, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for wanting to share your moment with me. Yeah, good times, man. All right, so the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you guys playing? David, you're always first. But you know what? <laughs> Screw that. Greg, you guys know you're what first. I'm playing. <laughs> you're the guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you playing, man? Uh, so I've been obviously crazy deep in Metal Gear. I still plan on platinuming Metal Gear, but I've taken wow. a hiatus. I, 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 took, I wanted to pump the brakes because over the weekend it started to feel like work. The mission tasks mm. actually started to be not fun. And I was like, oh, okay. no, 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 no. I'm not going to go down that road yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a break here because I'm already gearing up for Lego Dimensions because I, I played that on a stream we did <laughs> yeah. the other day and I'm like obsessed with that now. So I've been <laughs> pr primarily focusing on Persona 4 dancing all night on the Vita. Uh, oh, playing nice. that, I want to get a lot of, uh, I'd like to platinum that. That'll be another one I chip at uh, over time. And then Rock Band 4 just showed up today and I haven't unpacked it from the box, but it's out there calling my name. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. Right. Okay, so I've been I've been hooked on The Witcher Three, as our listeners will be well aware. I've been talking about it for months now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something pried the controller, that PS4 controller, right out of my hands, and is that Mario Maker? Ooh. Oh, you got that? Yeah. Well, oh. my son got it, and oh, right. I yeah. actually tweeted out a little video of him. It was like straight up N64 kid. Um, opening up Mario Maker and freaking out. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah, but he, so he got it and I'm like, oh yeah, of course I'll, I'll tinker with it a little bit. And I got <laughs> completely hooked. That's awesome. And That's so, <laughs> yeah, I started like, I was up till like, you know, incredibly late, uh, that first night. Cause my boy, he said, dad, can you make us a level, you know, to play tomorrow while you're at work? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I was like, I was going to make something, you know, like, I, I think I know a Mario level when I see one. And then I ended up making something <laughs> insane compared completely insane for like hours so yeah mario maker real good yeah mario maker's awesome i've been wanting to pick that up um as soon as my crazy work schedule clears up that is like the first game i'm gonna get because it i can't stop watching people playing it on youtube i don't know what the deal is like it's nowhere near as fun as making your own level but i just can't i just keep watching people playing mario maker it's just i just love it i love I, I think it's just i love mario so much it's a so. good attitude some people make a living out of that <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your support <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i saw a little uh video 
um or not it was just a news blurb they were talking about some guy who had beaten a mario maker level that had been failed eleven thousand times oh so, god. <laughs> it's pretty amazing it's like the the dark souls of of platformers i mean that's the thing about these mario maker levels though when you jump in they're either way too easy or crushingly brutally hard <laughs> and they're not even like hard like oh I, this is gonna take a lot of challenge it's hard to the point of like all right i jump through all the piranha plants and the thing and i just got to go forward but it's a blind jump so i'm just gonna <laughs> jump and hope something's there and you jump and you you're like four blocks too far you're like god dang it yeah <laughs> yeah it, they are i mean some of them are pretty cool where you don't even do much you just hop in and then it d- takes you through this crazy oh, elaborately right. uh the goldberg you know, machines yeah 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 exactly and and just like a roller coaster type thing and uh but yeah i mean it's it's super cool um and i we got hooked on one there was a really cool level i played the other night i got to download and try it again but um, I have zero details about it, so that's very useful for our <laughs> listeners. Uh, I remember Mario's in it. There's some question blocks. Uh, you hit a flag at the end. Yeah, there was like a castle and like a little cup with a helicopter thing on the bottom. It was pretty sweet. Well, actually, one thing I really love about Mario Maker is seeing kind of the newer game's assets built out in like the 8-bit and 16-bit Oh, I know. That's art. so cool. Like yeah. 8-bit so cool. Uh, Magic Koopa guy. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then and it's pretty noticeable. Um, and Mike, you you noticed this right off the bat, like uh, when you switch themes, like graphical themes between mm-hmm. like the sixteen bit New Super Mario Brothers era and the eight bit or whatever, um, the controls definitely change to that era Mario controls. Yeah, you guys had it on some newer Mario game I had never played, um, and it, the controls felt really floaty. I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. We switched it to like Mario three controls, and I was golden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty awesome. Love that game. What are you playing, Mike? Well, I finished that there Batman Arkham oh, Knight. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's really, really good. 100%. I had to do everything cuz You have nice. the platinum? No, I'm working on the platinum. I got to do a bunch oh. of AR challenges to the platinum. So that that road has begun. But I did 100% <laughs> all the side missions, all the story. And Did you already uh, do the Riddler stuff? I did all the Riddler stuff. Oh, yeah, you're in good shape then. Yeah, yeah. So the the hard part is done. But I guess we'll get onto this on the next episode. This will be a topic I'll bring up, but I I have a theory on this on this whole Batman thing. This is no spoilers, by the way. But no spoilers. If I could, if I could just pull back the veil, if I could just open my robe and let all my truth hang out. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Here's a, here's a theory for you, David, Adam. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah. You guys, you guys have never beat Batman Arkham Knight. What? Oh my gosh. That's you did crazy. not roll. You didn't roll credits. You 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 got through the story missions. I did, but then no credits rolled. I beat Scarecrow. Well, spoilers. Oh, so you guys just walked out of the rift and were like, "All right, that's the end of the game." <laughs> I I basically I hundred percented everything that I could stomach, yeah. and I I was just like, "No, you know what? I refuse these Riddler trophies. I will not do it." <laughs> And because um, I I had like 20 of them at the yeah. end of the game. And I was like, yeah, I'm not about to go ahead and get like 200 more of these. So I was like, you know, what? I'll hop on the YouTube. I'll watch the Riddler battle. I'll watch the actual real ending. And then I'll call it a night. I don't <laughs> even understand any of the things that you're saying to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with Adam. I, I just don't have time right now. I know. I know it sounds really pretentious, but uh, my work schedule is crazy and it's about to slow down. So I'm told. Uh, and then I maybe will think about returning to Batman and getting all that stuff. So yeah, w- when you're a visual effects wizard like David, 
I don't know why you, know, you keep calling time, me a wizard. Uh, I'm looking at this shark thing that I assume you made here. And this is just a dynamite <laughs> Photoshop. No, yeah, no. Yeah, that's David's, just one of those uh, Microsoft avatars. I, I wish I made that. It's freaking <laughs> awesome. But I, David's I, Skype avatar is pretty, pretty classic. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it takes a visual effects wizard to make one. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we've reached the part of the show where David tells us he's been playing Destiny. <laughs> yeah, so you guys want to know what I've been so playing? I'll, I'm gonna tune out. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm just enamored. I love the new uh, uh, expansion. I think they're calling it not DLC expansion. The Taken um, King. The Taken King. Uh, I played through like the main campaign, and like it's just nice that there's an actual story in there now. <laughs> I mean, there technically always was one. I know, but. It's just nice to like have it in front of me instead of like having to go find it. And um, you know, I learned something about Destiny I didn't know. Oh yeah. Um, just yesterday, I, I walked into a GameStop and I saw the Destiny, the Taken King Legendary Edition, which apparently this is a good jumping in point. For, oh yeah. For Mike because it's the original game plus both all three expansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. If, um, and Mike doesn't even own the game, so the, the he's yeah. exactly the person that should buy the sixty dollar. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, legendary edition. I, but what did you I learn? I didn't even realize. You no, know, that was it. Oh, that's what, I, didn't oh, know okay. that it, I learned that it existed. I learned what's on the back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> um, it blew my mind. Yeah. So but how, new, does it, how does it work? Because everybody keeps trying to get me to get back into Destiny and play more of it. And I, I like the idea. And they say that this this bumps me up to level f- what, something to compete with everybody. Or it's just easier. Yeah. Okay. So there it comes if you buy, I believe if you buy maybe it's all the editions i don't know definitely the legendary edition uh it gives you like an instant boost to level 25 so you can skip all of the first year stuff if you want to you like you don't have to do any of those quests anymore and you can jump straight into the new stuff which is definitely more fun um like toward the end of the last year of destiny it got a little better with the last expansion um, but year, but this year too so far is just, there's just so much more to do. Like they've added quests. Um, so like the story missions happen through the quests, but then like there are other little things like, uh, one of the people in the tower will be like, Hey, I need you to go collect these so that you can come back and I'll make it into an exotic weapon for you. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it's cool. Like there, there's ways to like chase exotics instead of just uh you know praying to rng that you'll get that (laughs) next helmet that you want you know like there are some not all of them but some things you can like specifically go out and try to get which helped a lot because like back in year one you had to wait for you know that next piece of gear to drop to get to the next level and it was just frustrating and so now like the system is a little more uh more forgiving and uh I don't know. It's just fun, it, it, and I, I've just, I'm having a blast. But honestly, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play it at all. So I, you know, what happened last year is I loved Destiny, and then I hated it after like two months. So Mm-mm. it remains to be seen if that happens again. I don't know. Um, but yeah, all right, all right. Well, I'm I'm super tempted to jump back in. I haven't done it yet. Do I, it. At first, I I downloaded and installed 2.0, just thinking like I just want to hear Nolan North as <laughs> as the ghost. You know, like that's all. And I just have this sneaking suspicion that as soon as I get a load of the new leveling and you know hop back into some of the extra stuff that I never touched before, then I will probably be sucked in for good. So yeah. Yeah, I think it'll happen. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're doing a little different tonight because we have a super special guest, and uh, we're recording actually crazy early. Um, 
just to be safe. So um, we're going to skip over news tonight, and we're going to go straight to tweets. Straight right. to the tweets. Straight to the tweets. Are we, we going to hop into those tweets then? We're going to hop into the okay. tweets. <laughs> and these are special tweets. Tweets for Greg. What? Yeah. So welcome <laughs> to Tweets for Greg. That's is there the is there a theme song? He took a beat like there was gonna. Yeah. Well, well, I I was hoping you would sing it. Oh Greg. sure, do it again then. Okay, welcome to tweets for Greg. Yes. All right. Oh good. Okay, so um, the first tweet comes from Cinco Two Zero. Hate him. <laughs> He says, was the outcome of Kind of Funny more than you expected? Yeah, I, it definitely was. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a, it's been an interesting year for us, for sure. And if you look back to, like, you know, a full year ago, we, we, we you know, September 15th is when we launched and rebranded and did the first Patreon. And that wasn't, like, you know, the, the real birth of kind of funny but we were still at IGN and so you know that you you look at you know September 14th right the day before we launched that and we weren't sure what was going to happen the next day like mm-hmm. would people understand the name would they be behind it would people support us on Patreon and like all these different questions were floating around and you know we launched that first day and that was you know those first 24 hours you know were enough of us to go like man if people give us $10,000 a month knowing we have awesome jobs we love what would happen if we said all right our what we really want to do is make content for you without any barriers and so that's where yeah. it all started you know what i mean so well that's we, really cool yeah when we launched january 5th it was definitely i was i that i was more worried about the first time around the first patreon when we launched the second one i knew we were going to do well but i don't think any of us thought we'd do as well as we've done you know i thought it would be a much bigger uphill battle of having to explain to pr that i've worked with for eight years like who we are and what we're doing and how Patreon works and what we're doing on YouTube and everybody's immediately gotten it. Everyone has immediately mm-hmm. gotten it. Everyone's been supportive. People, you know, I've never had to pitch to go to a show. I've never had to be like, hey, Company X, we'd really love to, you know, do your coverage at PAX, so you should fly us all the PAX. It's, companies just reach out to us. and like, hey, well, you, you want to host all our panels and we'll fly you out there? We're like, yes, that's, that's perfect. Awesome. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's awesome. People get it. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, we I've been super happy to watch you guys uh go indie and everything. Um now, did you know from the first Patreon that that's kind of the direction you wanted to go? In terms of leaving IGN or the content? Yeah, or? yeah, leaving IGN. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about this today with somebody and it was one of those things where you know, it all happened it's all it was always baby steps. It's always been baby steps. You know, like last night uh I came out from doing I did some interview, some other podcast, I think. Oh, yeah, I was doing a Toys for Life podcast. And I came out, and Nick was still at my kitchen table at 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night, which is abnormal nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and everybody was still here, and I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, Nick's finishing the P.S. I Love You teaser trailer. I was like, oh, right. And I'm like, let me see what mm-hmm. you have. And we watched it, and it was like that dawn, of that moment of like that light bulb of, oh, right, tomorrow's a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was because it's the same. It's the same thing that happened with E three this year, where GameSpot, you know, was like, "Oh, we want to work with you. We'll do this. We're gonna, you know, announce it on our shows." And we're like, "All right, great, no big deal." And you know, we go about everybody. It kind of funny runs in these different directions all day long, doing all the stuff we need to do to make sure this works. Mm-hmm. And like for the GameSpot thing, we oh, it's time to go to the lobby. We're on the lobby. We're announcing the GameSpot thing. All right, we went down there. We finished it, and we climbed back in the car and shut the door. And then I finally looked at my phone, and it was like, "Oh, right, this is a big deal." 
<laughs> like this is, you know what I mean? Like you, you make all these small moves that you never know what's going to happen. So you look back at, you know, I guess a year ago, we'll say in June, July, summertime of last year of 2014, you know, we were sitting around going like, you know, we'd love to do this full time. Like, what does that look like? How much money does everybody need to live? And we ran how much money we all needed to live. And we're like, all right, we're definitely not going to be able to do this anytime soon. Like, hmm. we'll, yeah. we'll look at this in another year, year and a half or whatever. And then like two weeks later, we found out about Patreon and met them at VidCon. And like, it all started rolling that when we got to launching that first Patreon and then seeing that success, it was like, oh, well, the natural course of action is to keep going this way now. You know, we, we've already, yeah. we already knew, we, we've already had the come to Jesus moment, the conversation where we're like, this is what we want to do. We love IGN, obviously, but we've all been there a while, and it's time to build something that's our own. And so mm -hmm. we knew that, like, we were already on that path. And then once the door opened, it was like, well, now we can't close it. We see our chance. Yeah, for sure. All right, so the next Twitter question. I, I know I kind of hijacked and got slipped one in myself there. Good job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Christopher writes, hey, SBF, VGS, and Greg. Hi. So I guess this hey. is a tweet, tweet oh, for both it's, of it's us. Both, oh, hi. <laughs> you guys get to talk on your show. I know it's weird. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear us. No, no. Okay, so he says, my question is, what's the game plan for Kind of Funny in 2016? Also, hashtag Moriarty Miller 2016. <laughs> so aside from your vice presidential aspirations, right. like what, what's the game plan for next year? I mean, right now it's already started, I think, and you're seeing that the first thing with P.S. I Love You and the fact that, you know, it was funny, uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about it publicly and took two days off the shows or whatever, that we were doing, like, basically a conference to figure out what we're doing. Like, you know, what what going forward, what 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 have we done so far and how, how do we look and what do we want to do next? And it sounded, like, so funny, right? Because, like, okay, we're a company of five people and the four, like, people who are in charge are going off to figure this out. But in reality, the last time we had that conversation was January 4th. And we were like, <laughs> this is what the content schedule is. This is what we're going to do, right? All right, great, let's go. And we have been sprinting. You know, we've just mm. been running nonstop. And, like, when we finally got on the other side of these conventions, you know what I mean? Like, it's been... It, we went to everything this year. We went to everything. So many, like, things we've never been to ever. And that was great, and it was definitely a, a move we wanted to do because we wanted to make a point of we're kind of funny and we're still around and this is how it works. But we made those decisions back in January, back in February, when we had no idea what we were getting into. And so <laughs> for me, the next six months, you know, is really about let's not go places Let's not go everywhere. Let's not try to go to every convention and let's focus internally. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah, yeah. we love what we do. We love the products we make and we love all this stuff, but we're not happy with it. You know, I don't, I, I you know, we, we, it's one of those things where we laugh at the garbage truck on fire on Twitch so we don't cry <laughs> about it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to cry every time something goes wrong and breaks and doesn't work and freezes. And it's like, we haven't had the time to sit there and focus. And I'm now in email conversations with XSplit, like sending them debug crash reports and stuff, like oh, trying to solve this problem. And then, like, oh, you know, wow. launching PS I Love You is something we wanted to do since we left. We knew that was important to our fans. And now we're finally doing it. But of course, Adding another podcast to the pipeline means we have to redo everything. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. today, Nick, uh, Tim, and I were sitting there, like, what does this look like? You know, like we've been we've been back in the corner the last few months of we record Game Over Gregory show and then we immediately record Gamescast in the same day, and it's like we're not stupid. Like we're performers, we know you're not getting the best performance out of us, right? You go brain dead at some point. You yawn <laughs> too much during these podcasts doing that because you figure, especially when it's like. All right, it's calling a live. Then you have a lunch. Then we have a call with Twitch. Then it's two podcasts, and then maybe it's a <laughs> hangout with somebody for Patreon. It's like, well, no, like we're working ourselves to death. And so, like today was the thing of like, 
let's look at the schedule and make it that it is one show a day on top of Colin and Greg Live. It's, you know, I mean, let's get it to a, let's start spreading the content out and not trying to bottleneck it. And so it's really for, I keep talking about it, it's like the first half of the year was external and now it's internal. It's going to be very internal, figuring out what happens and then being to, you know, being a bit stingy with where we go next year, you know what I mean? Leading mm-hmm. into next year, what do we do? Do we go to Pack South? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we'd love to go to RTX Australia and do, do we all have to go to that? And it's like, does MomoCon make sense? Does you know what shows? How many shows is too many shows? What's the actual schedule? And where do you cut back? Like New York Comic Con is our first time where we're like no, and people have reached out like <laughs> we'll send you, and I'm like no, please stop calling us. You know what I mean? Like we we need to breathe at some point. We need to keep like there's just no. We went from not having a regular schedule to the regular schedule is we're here three days and then we fly somewhere Thursday. And that's great. And it built it. And, like, you know, we're still in that infancy of, oh, that's funny. Something's wrong with the microphones. Ha, ha, ha. And it's like in a year and a half, everyone's going to be like, sort it out. This is your job. You know what I mean? Like, okay, great. Yeah, we have to do that. You're right. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So next question comes from Mitchell Morgan. I know him. M-Dog. M Dog twenty four thirty eight. Is this what? the podcast he went to go be a fan of after he left Beyond? He <laughs> dropped off the face of the earth. Doesn't doesn't tweet anymore. He doesn't listen to our shows. I don't even know what he does. Is he? He's probably he fifty four now. All right. So so Mitchell Morgan says, Greg, what do you look for in a soundboard? <laughs> Mitchell, you always made the best soundboards. That's, we I mean, all know it. it. We I all look, know it. What I look for is a soundboard you make, Mitchell. You know what I mean? <laughs> it has all the memories. I still... It's even worse now. It used to be... You know, We always talk about the fact that like, when we podcast, it's like blacking out, right? Like, You come out of the other end, you put it up on YouTube, and oh, a week later, somebody's like, oh, that was great when you said such and such. I'm like, did I really say that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when these soundboard <laughs> updates would come out and I'd play them, I'm like, man, I am crazy. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I never have any idea what to expect when uh, Adam sends us the podcast, like after he's edited. Oh, it and sure, everything. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Now, Colin and I will try to have rational conversations with people, and, and inevitably, one of us will be. Well, it's like we were talking about on. Uh, I don't. The, one of the things. One of the things we did yesterday. Maybe it was last week. I don't. We all we do is talk <laughs> now. You know what I mean? Like, I have yeah. no idea what we're doing. So the, Mitchell's real question, though, he says. What do you hope Kind of Funny's legacy will be? In the future, what impact do you hope Kind of Funny will have had on the gaming community and on the world? Mm. <sighs> the legacy of yeah, Kind yeah, of Yeah, Funny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this goes back to the Patreon question. I, 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 I'd like to believe our legacy will be that you can do this. That you can hmm. make this work and it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. Because I always talk about the fact that with Patreon in, in, in particular, right, that if we would have launched six months earlier or six months later from when we did, both in September and then in January, it would have been a completely different story. And I don't think if we would have launched early, people wouldn't have had their heads completely wrapped around what we were doing, how Patreon works, what this new generation of crowdfunding is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they would yeah. think it's just Kickstarter. They think it's this. It always boggles my mind when somebody comes up to me at a show and says, I love your content. It's like, for years I'd heard people at VidCon saying we're content creators, content creators, content creators, but I never heard content consumers saying content. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, was, yeah. that seemed to happen overnight that everybody suddenly got it, that there was like this light bulb of like, oh, these people make this thing, and even if I'm not directly paying for it, I am through advertising. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so many people understand the business model. And then in the same breath, if we would have launched six months later, there would have been so many more people out there doing what we were doing. Would we have made as much of an impact as Splash? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. And so like it is I you know 
we're not the first and we won't, we weren't the first and we won't be the last. And that's the thing right now. So it's really that thing of we're out there and we're making it work. And I hope we're showing everybody who wants to do this, that there there's a new age coming if we're not already in it. And we are obviously, and that is the age of personalities of, you know what? Like I love Greg and Colin for PlayStation, but they don't know anything about Xbox. So I'm going to go watch this other person that knows Xbox inside and out. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the day of the one stop, you know, IGN and GameSpot and these big sites will always be there. But in terms of their importance and how much credence you want to give them, it's really about the personalities. And that's what we saw at IGN with when we were on Beyond. You know what I mean? Like, we mm-hmm. had an identity. And people, if I didn't write the Ghostbusters news story, someone would be in the comments going, well, what does Greg think about this? And it's not, <laughs> it wasn't my place because I wasn't a movies editor. Whereas now it's like, when Ghostbusters stuff happens, you know to come to Kind of Funny, I'll respond to it. But like when... Deadpool stuff happens, you know, maybe we'll talk about it eventually, but you don't immediately think I want to know what kind of funny thinks about it. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. we're moving to that place where everybody gets content, everybody gets content creators, and they get what they're going to for, sp- for specific things. Yeah. All right. So, the next little segment here, we want to hop into questions for Greg. This is from you guys. This is no longer tweets. I was like, is that different than what we just yeah. did? <laughs> Interview questions. Okay. So these are, could you do a jingle for this one too? Sure. What would, what do we call it again? <laughs> okay. This is questions for Greg. Hey, I got some questions for Greg. Why are you so fat? <laughs> I love how it kind of started out Nickelback and ended up. Do you know why? You know why? Because Colin was listening to Heroes Day on the treadmill. Or the, uh, the <laughs> and he knew it would work too because I was in here wow. doing a podcast. And when I finished it, I walked out there and he he just turned on here and he had this bleeding <laughs> grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you touched a little bit on um, P.S. I Love You, which right. we, we heard about today. This is, We're recording on the 22nd here. So. Um, and we were all super jazzed. Oh, uh, good. Thank you. Big Beyond fans. So, I mean, yeah. coming from that community and then, um, you know, I, of course, you know, we we definitely enjoy the Kind of Funny Games cast. Still, we'll listen to that. But I love having a PlayStation-centric podcast for sure. you, too. So, um, but yeah, so <laughs> watching the trailer, the announcement trailer was so great. Um <laughs> And I, I, I take that that's what Nick was working on so late. Um, right. Yeah. 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 What did, you know, Nick had, we Colin had the idea for the couch bit. Yeah. And then of course, Nick and Tamara like, well, let's also put, you know, we're getting this graphics made. That'll be the opener. Let's get that put in there. Yeah. And then, yeah. What Nick got, it's, it's this weird hybrid of like, if you didn't see Nick making it happen, I don't know how easy it is to wrap your head around it, but Nick got all the art, just the stills from the guy who did it. And then he mm-hmm. went in there and made all that animation stuff happen. And oh, so, like, so that's him and after. I know, right? And it's all synced to the music and this, that, and the other. And the, the UMDs are spinning. And it's just like, good Lord. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you talk, yeah. like, Colin watched and he's like, oh, well, that's much better than what I thought. Because Colin just wanted it to be like, oh, yeah, all right. And then it just ends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he'll figure it out. He'll figure yeah, out that would have been cool, too. But, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the presentation of it and everything. Now, uh, Mike's, uh, Mike, you were asking, like, you wondered how close to real life that was. <laughs> like, the motivation Yeah, the, the, the couch, that kind of couch intro. Like, how, yeah. how close was that to reality Pretty as far close. as the inception of the show? I mean, it's one of those things where there's there so many things – in 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 the like holster right now that we want to do right that and, and so many of them are no brainers for us of like when we are leaving like 
this was the whole reason we were leaving because Tim wants to do list videos and he'll do a list video every month. And then we got out <laughs> and the water was immediately above our heads. You know what I mean? And we can't get there. So it's like that kind of stuff will come up for Tim and Nick shows that he, we want to do with Nick forever will come around. And it's like for sure it was a no-brainer for us that we eventually wanted to get to a place that we did the PlayStation bit. Especially because, you know, like the whole thing with Kind of Funny is being – you know, part of the community being in, you know, being in, on the ground with the best friends, and so many people have said they want that content from us. You know, what I mean, I love the mm-hmm. games cast. I love your different opinions on that. But when are you guys going to do beyond? And it's one of those where we could do, you know, we do Colin and Greg live, and there's always we every so often you kick around the idea of like, well, what if we put that out as a daily podcast? Because people ask for that all the time too. But the amount of work that would go into putting that out to a show where does it work? If we're like, all right, cool, let's watch this trailer. And then there's just audio of a trailer you don't see, and like every yeah. so often I make a quip, and then a cheeky Nando song plays. It's like that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So like, no, you don't have to explain. We we put our podcast out every two weeks because of so much work. Right? So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So like when it was like we wanted to get back to this, it it was more of the fact of like let's get back to doing the show that you know has defined us and be about subject matter that defines us, and let's have it be for us that you know the rare product that isn't broken up. It isn't windowed it is just tuesday at 9 a.m you get it you know what i mean like yeah that's awesome it's less work for us in the end yeah and it's like it is that cohesive show people want and we feel that you know it'll take some of the pressure off gamescast as well because a lot of the usually the biggest knock against gamescast is this is cool but it's not beyond you know what i mean like we loved what you guys did with beyond the way that show flowed and it's like we get that but that was a completely different model for what the shows were and like here it can be like all right here's the show if you wanted it like that meanwhile gamescast gets to go be its own thing yeah, yeah, definitely. Now you went to Mizzou, yep. of course. We all, you know, we all know. I, I don't talk about it often, <laughs> yeah. so I understand why you might miss it. <laughs> yeah, um, for journalism, and then worked your way into the games industry as a writer. I mean, did you ever think sitting down for your very first game scoop or that first podcast Beyond episode that you'd eventually be doing basically that for a living? No, not. I mean, not a chance in <laughs> man. Like that was. <laughs> you understand? Like there was a long time there at IGN where like. There was like bosses who were talking like podcasts are stupid. Why are we doing these? They're they you know <laughs> what I mean? Like they're just they don't they don't make us money. They don't do this. They're taking X number, you know, it would take however many editors are in there, even if they're in there for an hour, that's if there's four editors, that's four man hours that could have been spent somewhere else, let alone the edit. And you're like, you're only making good points. These are excellent points of <laughs> things yeah. that are happening, right? But it was always like, Yeah, but we're building this community. You know what I mean? Like it was always, yeah. could, it's like that intangible element of like I understand that it's not like the most like numbers driven thing, but there's something here. And oh so- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, I mean that I, I really couldn't disagree more with that sentiment about like podcasts don't make any money for the site because sure. the listening to beyond definitely made me go to IGN. Even if I right. saw yeah. like some news item somewhere else, like on Twitter, like, Oh, this happened. Like, Oh, I, I'm going to go exit out of Twitter, go to IGN and read their story on this same exact thing right and just keep, kind of out of this that was years ago you know what i mean like yeah. that was before people that was like that's old school internet thinking before yeah, we really yeah. understood the effects of it and before you'd go to like people people would say stuff like that back in the day but i mean yeah, when you go yeah. to psx and it was a beyond panel and it was standing room only and everyone was chanting like they were in a cult it was pretty <laughs> obvious to see that well i guess this is worth it <laughs> yeah exactly. oh, yeah so that i mean that's actually um we talked about it on the show a little bit uh in december but yeah i mean that's that's how i met you was psx you gave me free tickets right and me and my wife went and uh you know i was standing in line to play the witness i think and you you waltzed (laughs) up and and some guy behind me goes greg miller and i was like oh 
<laughs> like, oh, this is great. And I, and it was cool because I got to thank you in person for the tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, I guess something that struck me about you and, and one of the things I wanted to reach out to you to be on the show for just how personable a guy you are and uh, just, you know, friendly dude and you. not, not pretentious at all in even, even though you are famous. I don't know if you know this, Greg. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're a famous I'm, I'm man. internet famous. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I mean, being that you're famous, have you ever encountered some of the cliched trappings of fame, like in the form of a listener or a viewer trying to steal your fair hand from the lovely Miss Steimer? No, 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 no. Everyone's super respectful of the relationship <laughs> with Christine. Cool. Colin's probably oh. the only one who makes moves on me. So, <laughs> so it would be weird if I did it now then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, inappropriate, Mike. I, I tried to set you up. I tried it. Okay. All right. Check off the list. <laughs> <laughs> now, as a traveler of the world and a connoisseur of fine pizza, mm. where did mm. you eat the greatest and best pizza of your career? It better be well, New York. Well, no, that's no, no. Because like that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had great pizza in New York, but it's like that whole thing of like, this is always the problem with anybody you talk to. Here's the thing is everybody knows the best pizza place and it's whatever they want to go eat the best pizza. At. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's very I true. love my place is Baroni's in Glen Ellen, Illinois, and it's thin crust. So wow. I mean, it's like I would never be there. Like, oh, my favorite piece is Chicago pizza. And like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's yeah. the whole thing is like when you start drilling down, that's when it gets really funny where it's like, oh, you're like, you better say New York. And I'm like, I've been to New York and I've had like two bros pizza. And everybody's like, oh, that's not real New York pizza. You need to go to this random <laughs> suburb in the borough. I'm like, that doesn't count. That's a place. Yeah. That's not even like saying New York. That's a very specific place to go to. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. yeah. There was a place in Boston, and I forget the name of it, that uh, Cliffy B-, B was raving about in me and M- Mike Aransky, maybe? I don't know. It's, it all runs together. I've been to so many shows. Yeah. Something from IGN. Maybe Destin. Destin and I went there, I think. Yeah, and ate, and it was really, really good. But that's the thing is, like, I always find it weird of, like... I love pizza, man, and I can think of so many great pizzas, but, like, when you're like, what's the best pizza you've ever had? It's, it all is, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, so much good pizza. It's a blur. It's yeah, a blur exactly, of wonderful exactly. deliciousness. As long as it tastes like pizza, it's it's okay by me. Yeah, you usually are yeah. right, right? There's usually yeah. some redeeming factor to the pizza you're eating. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. a fan of the Chicago just because you get so much more of it. Oh, sure, oh, yeah. yeah. You, it's you, just, it's you just stretch that. You stretch, it into, yeah, you stretch it into a bunch of different meals. Yeah. <laughs> now... Greg, do you find the fame has gone to Portillo's head? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could somehow communicate to that dog how famous he is. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I, like, port- party people are wearing you on their shirts. And, like, yeah. and when I brought, I brought him to Kind of Funny Live and hundreds of people took photos with him and were freaking out. And he just thinks that's dogs. He just thinks that's <laughs> yeah. dog life. He this doesn't understand that every one of these no people idea. know him. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, um... One last question, and then I have a game for you. I hope we're not keeping you too long. No, you're doing great. This is fun. Uh, All right, all right. So um, I'm a huge fan of the Oreo oration. Oh, yes, yes. As you may well know, just by how fat I may sound. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, I thought I've seen you in the comments a few times. (laughs) (laughs) I've been checking your browser history. I've seen you there. (laughs) So I feel like you've probably sold many, many packages of Oreo cookies for Nabisco with your reviews, because I know that personally watching the show has made me go out and try all kinds of different Oreos. (laughs) So I just wanted to know, have they ever approached you to be the face of Oreo? And if not, why are they so foolish? (laughs) To be the face of Oreo, no. 
<laughs> like, it was one of those things, when I started that, like, all I wanted was a tweet from them when I was getting yeah. into the, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I would then, like, you know, uh, people would ask me about it, I'm like, well, no, but it makes sense, because, you know, I do give bad review scores, I'm not paid off, so why would yeah. they want to support, you know, if I'm giving them something a 3 out of 10, why would they want it? And then yeah. one day at IGN, a random giant box showed up for me, and it was from the uh, Oreo brand team. What? And I cracked it open, and that's where the cookie jar and the plate and the cup and the one of the shirts came. From. It was like, and it was just a note saying thanks for all your support for this year. It's like, oh my god, wow. they actually know what I who I am. Oh, that's and then so you cool. jump ahead, and it's one of those like funny things of like how life works that I got a email from a guy who used to work at Rockstar. Like he was a Rockstar PR guy and worked with me on previous probably like Chinatown Wars, old GTA games, mm-hmm. and. uh He's like, hey man, I just ended up this place. I'm back in consumer. I'm in consumer goods. Nah, da da. And he, he's like, you won't believe one of the clients. And he's like, it's Oreo. Like, so I, <laughs> I have access now to the warehouse. So anytime you need a flavor, let me like. So like, we did that for like a year. Where I'd be like, I need this, and he'd send it to me. I need this. Yeah. And then That's it was this amazing. year where with that brownie batter Oreo, they were like, do you want to debut it? And I was like, yes. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, yeah. I'd love, I'd love the exclusive review of an Oreo cookie. Sure, that sounds great. Oh my gosh, that is so. So awesome. it's been a weird. It's been a weird road with them. But then they're totally. They're. It's like they make a big deal. They know what. They know what was going to be a big one, right? So they knew brownie batter would be big. They had sent me cookie dough. They like they sent me marshmallow crispies like before they came out to have the reviews ready. But then like I still like the other day like I I started getting the dozens of tweets that happen now when every time a new Oreo comes out of like, Greg they got toasted coconut now, <laughs> and I'm like well. They're not putting, I guess, a real push behind this because nobody's hit me up ahead of time to talk about toasted coconut. But all right, thank you. (laughs) All right, Mike, I know you had a couple of really good questions for Greg. Do you want to try to sneak them in? I don't want to eat up and do too much of his time, so I'll go go the most most important question. Most important question. Yeah. Should I buy Persona 4 Dancing All Night? I love Persona 4 Golden. Okay. I don't really, I'm I'm okay with other games. I don't really gravitate towards them. Okay. But between you and Andrew Goldfarb telling me like the story missions are like the actual story for it's really good and mm-hmm. it's actually a fun like travel game. Is that what Goldfarb said? Uh, Goldfarb uh, on Beyond had said like the story mode was like uh, like a whole great like persona story. Goldfarb is stupid as. <laughs> that is a total no, lie. That is a I have, total lie. The story is not great. Tall because that guy is super in love with everything I know, Persona. Right? So exactly. there's there's definitely rose tinted glasses there. Yeah, that, I, that's my thing. Is like I, for, it's a visual novel, right? So it's not like the straight up. It's not. Like, it, it doesn't deliver the story in the same way. Right. And so I honestly was like, I had to fight not to skip scenes in it, like to skip okay. dialogue, because it just keeps going and going, and like literally the main <laughs> thrust of the story is rinse and repeat. I'm like, oh, we got to save this idol. We, we, you run up, you see the idol, it gets pulled further ahead, you do it again and again, and then you fight the boss. And then it does it again, and it's like, now see, go do it as the other people. And like, ah, oh, jeez, Louise. You know what I mean? Like, yep. uh, the stuff with Nanako and Dojima and all that, that's cool, and that's fun. But I didn't, I did not, I was not connected with the story. I was actually like, all right, can we get to the gameplay? Can I play some more? Can we do some stuff? Come on. <laughs> okay. So the gameplay is actually compelling then. I think so, but I like rhythm games a lot. I don't think it's one of the best rhythm games I've ever played or anything, but like it, it is. First off, it's a new Vita game, thank God. So there's something to play oh, on no, here. Right? <laughs> and then secondly, like I do love that universe. I do love those characters. I like yeah. seeing them. I like being around them and doing stuff with them again. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, honestly, I might uh, for you. I'd say probably pump the brakes. Okay. Because it's just like give it a give, you know give it a little bit more. If the, if the rhythm gameplay looks cool to you, then sure, go ahead. Because that's what it's got to hinge on for me is in terms sure. of it. Because I don't think the story is. I'm actually gonna. I'll text him after this and be like, "What the? F-? 
are you talking about? <laughs> Persona 5 is just so far away. I know, no, I know, and that's one of the things. It's there to fill the gap, thank goodness. Yeah. All right, so, Greg, I have prepared a game for you. All right. I hope it and isn't Don't Curse on the Podcast, because I've screwed that up now. The don't Three Curse on the Podcast we'll game. We'll fix it. It's, it's fine. Like, like, it's, this is my fifth podcast of the day, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told Greg before we started, we don't swear on this show, um, and that I would bleep him with Mario coins. I think you may have one-upped. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, the game... Okay, you know, anyone who knows Greg Miller knows he loves chicken wings. Mm-hmm. He loves DC Comics. Yeah. He loves the video games. Also, he loves the Taylor Swift. I do love the T-Swizzle. <laughs> so, T-Swizzle. And now, I, I just wanted to do a quick trivia game. About Taylor? Yeah. Called the Taylor Swift Ex-Boyfriend Song Trivia oh, Game. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> As you know, Taylor Swift writes many of her songs about celebrity ex-boyfriends, all of whom are quite hunky. Right. So Now, I want to put it on the record immediately that I want you to know something. I respect Taylor Swift's privacy. <laughs> so I have never looked up who any of the songs are about. Okay, so I, you will just have to intuit. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Okay, so number one, in 2010, Taylor Swift recorded a song or released a song, an apology song called Back to December, about which of these three oh, good, it's multiple choice, ex-boyfriends? Connor Kennedy, A. B. Taylor Lautner, C, Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier, you <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> That's the only person at list I know who that is. It's probably that one. No, it is not. I know for sure it is not him. That's how yeah, because you know it's him. Ugh. Ugh. If it takes the pressure say, off. No, okay, go ahead. You can probably answer either one, and we'll have no idea what the right answer is. No, no, no. I checked with my wife. Oh, I you checked. Okay, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm going to say. The Connor Kennedy thing, I remember. I remember her. She only dated him for like three days, which is granted, you know, Taylor Swift's MO kind of. But like, <laughs> I think it was, I'm going to say Taylor Lautner, because it seems like they didn't have the explosive bad breakup. That's correct. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. See, I'm so going to use the power of deductive Taylor Swift I, reasoning to get through all this. I'm really <laughs> impressed, We're one for actually. one. One for one. Okay, number two. The 2009 hit Forever and Always was written about which of these three boyfriends? A. Zach Efron. B. Joe Jonas. C. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> B. You are correct. Oh, is that, my is that family, did she, What was the first answer? Zach Efron. She didn't date Zach Efron. Yes, she did. No way. Yes. <laughs> Why did oh, she yes. let him go? He's a dreamboat. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you got Joe Jonas knocking on your door, That's what are you going to do? Sucks. Your hands are tied. Your hands are tied. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was really hoping it was Steve Gutenberg. Did so. I deductive reason the Gutenberg out? And then I, I thought Zach Efron didn't happen. I mean, did you look at him in Neighbors? He's He's an Adonis, and we all know it. So, number three, the 2012 hit, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, was written about which of these ex-boyfriends? Can I just say, I love the which instead of just which. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm getting tickled every time. Cool whip. Cool whip. A, Jake Gyllenhaal. B, Hunter Hayes. C, Peter Dinklage. All right. Well, I like that you knock it down to two every time for me. Ugh. <laughs> uh, 
who? Uh, so I'm sorry. Can you read? This is not my final answer, Regis. Can you tell me <laughs> who was B again? Hunter Hayes, country singer. She went out with him too. Oh, don't answer that. I guess okay. That, that can give <laughs> That's away. That's cheating. Right? Yeah, I know. He's I like, know, no, I know. no, no, no. She didn't date him. No. <laughs> I'm gonna. You know, I'm not at liberty to say. Oh God. So A, Jake Gyllenhaal. B, yeah. Hunter Hayes. C, Peter Dinklebot. <laughs> Dinklebot. Here's, here's my deductive reasoning again. Is that that's a very recent song of hers. And I remember Jake Gyllenhaal being forever ago. And so I Hunter Hayes is the hot thing in country. So I know he's young and I've heard his songs before. I'm going to go B, Hunter Hayes. Oh, damn. Hey. Was it Jake Gyllenhaal? It was Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, no. If it makes you feel any better, I had no idea. I had no idea and that she had dated any of those guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> they are never, ever getting back together. I don't know if you knew. Okay, two more, and then we will call it a night. Number four, I Knew You Were Trouble, 2012 hit, was written about which of these ex-boyfriends? <laughs> Not that you pointed it out. <laughs> a, James Franco. B, John Mayer. C, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> oh, man, if, if only it was JTT, am I right? Oh, man. Can you read them again? A, James Franco. B, John Mayer. C, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. John Mayer? That's correct. All right. All right. All right. And final question of the night, Greg, for the title. For the title? <laughs> what is the Taylor title, Swift? Adam? For the and title. This is the annual Taylor Swift pop off. <laughs> I, I will return in another year to face a challenger. Nice. Okay. You are definitely invited to come back next next the anniversary show. You will win if you get this correct. Okay, thank you. All right. <laughs> Out of the Woods, the 2014 Oh, yes. Right, what a jam. What a jam. <laughs> Was written about which of these ex-boyfriends? A, Harry Styles. B, Ed Sheeran. C, Troy Baker. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Troy Baker would be an awesome answer, too. Uh... <laughs> Who, who is the non-Harry Styles one? B is Ed Sheeran. Well, that's just a made-up name, so I'm going to say Harry Styles. <laughs> Yay! You got it. Wow. Yeah! All right. All right. I'm a champion. You are, you are the winner. You I can't are. wait to see who you pull out of the gutter to fight me next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's impressive. Would you, you'd have to come back to defend your title now. Oh, I understand. I understand what I've signed myself up for. <laughs> All right. So, if we can get Troy Baker for next year... I can start oh. checking all my man crushes off my list. There you go. <laughs> all right. Now, real quick before you leave, can yeah. we get a what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? It's me, Greg Miller, and you're listening to the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover. Yes. Awesome. We'll just use that as our as our intro for forever now. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. Forever. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, and can you sing us your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh, now, see, I don't like that question because it makes me have to start thinking about it. And plus, it's, I mean, it's ours. The, the answer is ours, which, of course, was on the deluxe uh, edition, one of the, t- the Target ones. And that was what was interesting about ours, is that I didn't even hear it till this girl was giving me a ride to the airport. And she's like, let's listen to this I'm like, all right. And she put it on. And then I was like, what are these songs? I've never heard this off the album. And then she's like, it's ours. And I was like, and so, but it goes, it starts with the piano. Ding, 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 ding. Mm. Elevators, buttons, and morning air. Mm. Lay it down, Greg. Lay it down. Stranger silence makes me want to take the stairs. Mm. 
If you were here, we'd laugh about their vacant stares. But right now, my time is theirs. Oh, not, I'm not even to the hook yet. Oh, I'm going to teaser to go download ours because it's hell <laughs> I don't know what beautiful, happened. Greg. I had pants when that song started. <laughs> they're, they're gone. It's high seeing Christina sleep every night. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, oh, thank you God. again so much for coming on. Oh, my God. Thanks uh, so much it, for it having me. It's been awesome. Yeah. So yeah. The Game Over Gregory Show and, and Beyond were a huge influence on us. So we're really happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I'm Everyone, glad you guys are out there doing it. Then. Congratulations it, on the year. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, everyone go check out kind of or patreon.com slash kind of funny games and support this Greg Miller kid. He's going places. Maybe. All right. Maybe. <laughs> if you support him, he will. It's better to do it. <laughs> Get on it. Oh, man. That Greg Miller. I tell you what. Man, that was fun. That was it a was. good time a good time so let's hop back in time back to twitter question back, we have wait, back in time yes i mean it is 2015 and back to the future 2 is about this year so it's i think it's later this month actually it is on, it's on the it's, 21st or something yeah where we'll finally get our hoverboards and our uh our flying cars and all that hydrated oh. pizzas <laughs> i'll tell you what like little 10 year old me that remembers seeing back to the future 2 We'll be freaking out on that day, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have a Twitter question from Derek Campbell, 27. He says, regarding audio, what is your favorite soundtrack of a game? This includes game, uh, in-game music, licensed music, i.e. GTA, um, etc. So what do you guys think? Uh, this, is easy, this is super easy for me to answer. And of course, Mike is going to roll his eyes. Destiny has some of the best oh, music God. I've ever heard. No. <laughs> It has no, the, most, no, it, the best everything, <laughs> including the story. No, not the story. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. the story's better now, but it's not the best. But the music in Destiny is just gorgeous. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the, the Symphony of the Orbs uh, on a previous episode or whatever that was called. Um, and, and I really hope we get that released at some point. The, the, the composer created an entire, like, you know... Uh, uh, what is it? A, sw- a symphonic suite or whatever those are called. Ooh, that sounds uh, very fancy. Yeah, with with Paul McCartney, and so like Paul McCartney was like there making up melodies, and he was like turning those into orchestrated songs, and uh, yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, but a second runner up though would be uh, uh, Broken Broken Age. Uh, oh, with, see, I haven't even played it yet. Yeah, Pete McConnell. His soundtrack is so good. Like I I got it for free. Uh, well, not for free. I, I I helped back the game you know, on Kickstarter, and I chose the tier right, that would so get the, me the opposite of free. Yeah, it's not free, <laughs> but uh, I chose the tier that would get me a soundtrack, and uh, I listen to that soundtrack actually quite often. Like it's got he's got a little bit of John Williams in him in that in that uh, in that soundtrack. It's it's really it's really good. I like it a lot. So I uh, I feel like with soundtrack, it's like it's just like with any other music. If you're asking what my favorite is, it's gonna change depending on my mood. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, I thought like, that went without saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the moment, I would say the transistor soundtrack by Darren Corb is like oh. really, really good. Yeah, I'll, and I've been waving this flag for a long time. The Machinarium soundtrack. Oh mm. yeah, I remember uh, you talking by about that. Jakob Dvorsky. <laughs> oh, I hope that was the that's right a really pronunciation. Good pronunciation. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate at all, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, his soundtrack. Uh, that's probably I've listened to that game soundtrack more than any other game soundtrack. Just r- rolling down the street, loving some Machinarium. Ro- like in, in like a in like a sphere, like a like an orb, like a hamster 
ball? We're just rolling down the street. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is that a weird question to ask? I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't just, know. Just awful. Just awful. Okay. Just awful. <laughs> All right, Next. guys. If there's one thing you know about me, it's that I, I think of a dumb question and I just go for it. A dumb, a dumb joke. <laughs> That's I how just... he lives his life, guys. That's how <laughs> That's right. he lives his life. All right. The next question comes from Moof. 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 <laughs> I believe that's his Christian name. Oh, nice. wow. Okay. Yeah. So Final Fantasy VI versus Final Fantasy VII. Oh, boy. Now, he says, hey, guys, I recently purchased Final Fantasy VI because I discovered that Tetsuya Nomura was heavily involved with its development. Mm-hmm. At first, I was very excited, but after playing through it, I realized it was not nearly as enjoyable as Seven to me. Apologies, Mike. Oh, snap! This made me realize something. Everyone that's told me Six is their favorite in the series almost immediately makes a statement about how Six is better than Seven. Mm-hmm. Why bring Seven up? Why not Twelve or Nine? So my question is, are Final Fantasy Six fans jealous of yeah. Seven's greater success and influence? If so, why can't we just praise them both as amazing games? Um, and he says, P.S. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. okay. He says, P.S. You three are awesome. Thanks for the podcast. Oh, I say, you're well, welcome. You. Moof, you're awesome. Okay, well, wow. I was going to say some mean things about, about him, <laughs> but now I'm going to take it all back. Because <laughs> he complimented me at the end. He gave me the old compliment sandwich. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I feel like we could spend the whole rest of the night talking about this question. So Yeah, we'll have to just touch on it. I think, this I think is you worthy could spend the rest of, of the night. I've, I haven't played six. so No, I, I would oh, like to yeah. do that as a topic uh, in a future show. We should yes. kind of delve into a few of the different um, Final Fantasy 7s and kind of, or <laughs> a few of the Final Fantasy 7s. <laughs> all, well, <laughs> all of those Final Fantasy 7 games, you know? Yeah, just, all, all just one of them. All one of Maybe them. two with the but, remake coming out. That's true. That's twice as many. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, let's just touch on it briefly. Mike, why do you think it is that Final mm. Fantasy VI fans are jealous of Seven, and the, why is it that Six is an inferior game? <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of feel like, again, it's one of the things that for a lot of people, Seven was their first introduction to Final Fantasy. So they got a lot of uh, things out of that that you kind of had to use your imagination for before. There's a lot of presentation a lot of like animated cutscenes, mm-hmm. um, a lot of like theatrical score music. So yeah, I, I understand like why it resonates with people and why they like that game so much. Um, and I feel like I know Adam, you've had this issue uh, you told me about. It's hard for you to go backwards, like after playing the newer stuff, to go back and see the old, you know, pixel graphics. Even though you enjoy the art style, it's not exactly like your favorite though. No, well, I, how do you explain I, Shovel Knight then? If that's the yeah, case? no, I, I really, so good. I really do love pixel art, and I think it, it lends a charm uh, to the game. But um, I don't know. For me, it's mechanics, so that's what makes it tough to go back. For me, ah. is is like the game mechanics that you know were you know maybe that was just how it was back then, but now things have changed so much, and it's just like this extra hurdle to get over. Sure, I would be, actually be super interested to see. You know, it sounds like he played Final Fantasy VII when it was released, you know, at the Probably. time. Yeah, it could be. And then, and then doubled back for six. Right. And so I played feel seven like... in the moment and played six later. And then, so I think that definitely puts six at a disadvantage. Because a big if you, disadvantage, If yeah. you played both in their moment, I think then you have a, maybe a more honest, I don't know if it's honest is the right word, but just a more no, accurate fair. kind of... Uh, mindset of how those with the impact of those games so right i would actually be really interested to see how someone who hasn't played either 
but played them now, you know, or, yeah. or has played e- both games like in the last few years for the first time, what they thought that would be really I feel interesting. Like, yeah. Let's give it an episode or two. We'll, we'll do a deep dive. I'll bore everyone to tears with, with some final <laughs> fantasy details. Um, because yeah, you're right. A lot of it comes down to like, if you don't have the final fantasy, uh, materia system without the magicite system from six and you know, you don't have, um, like even like things like limit breaks, like there are certain characters in six that have those kind of things. All those are kind of evolutions that come out of that game. I feel like personally for me, six has a better arcing story, has uh, more memorable characters and tons and tons of characters that somehow all have like incredible backstories that are worth going into. Um, so for me, it comes down to characters mostly. Um, although I do love the gameplay as well. Mm-hmm. And hmm. we'll, we'll get into that like later on a deep dive. I think, you know, all, all the joking aside, they're both great games. I personally, just between the two, I prefer six. I think it's for me, uh, a better experience overall, just because I, I love the story, uh, way more. And I love the characters way more, but that doesn't make seven a bad game. I give seven yeah. a hard time just because my history with it is like all these people who didn't play some of the older games and just tell me how much they love seven, how great seven is. And I had to hear that for, <laughs> I, I did a stint in GameStop where I worked there for a couple of years and just everyone came like, to the door. The way you say it, it sounds like prison. Like, yeah, I did a stint <laughs> up in GameStop. It's not far off. If you worked in games fall, retail, fall. let's be fair. It starts off really fun and it kind of becomes a prison sentence. Like you're stuck Gosh. there for just hours on the end in a room I, you can't leave. It I smells apologize. awful. I, I apologize <laughs> on behalf of Mike. You are going to, Mike's you are going to run into other people. You're gonna in, you're gonna interact with lots of people. I'm pretty sure are criminals. This Wait. Final Fantasy segment brought to you by GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awkward. Uh, but but guys, can can we can we just agree though that the best RPG that Square ever made was Super Mario RPG? <laughs> no, but I did love that game. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I I was kidding, but I actually really do <laughs> like that game a whole lot. It's so. real good. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right, well, the the last and final. Now, I mean, we have one kind of sort of Twitter question, and, I, and I'll get to that in a second. So, okay. um, we've touched on, in the previous couple episodes, we talk, touched on the Dinklebot, Northbot thing. Oh, right? yeah, so, sure. Um, of course, uh, if you're not familiar, Nolan North uh, replaced Peter Dinklage as the voice of the robo-ghost in Destiny. Um, and Mr. At Fed Gamer from the UK made a pretty prescient comment given what was has recently come to light. So he said, quote, Arnie bot would be better, unquote. <laughs> so now, as many of you know, we here at the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover have close ties with Arnold Schwarzenegger, with him kind of, you know, dropping in on the show. Yeah, he, time he, to he's time. here all the time. Yeah. Make connections. Is he here tonight? So we, we actually have a world exclusive. Oh, of Arnold's audition tapes for the role of Destiny's Ghost. Now this Whoa. is this hasn't been released anywhere, so this is a right, special. Because he treat. obviously didn't get the part. Yeah, he didn't get it. Right, he went right. to Nolan North. So his his take was a little different, and and I you'll hear you'll hear as it comes up here. So okay, we'll, we'll, um, you know we've gotten permission to share them with with the audience here. Um, yeah, thanks, Deej. That was really yeah, nice of you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so for reference, you know the audio we have, we'll play the original Peter Dinklage line then the new Nolan North version of the line, and finally Arnold's take on the line. So without further ado, SBF VGS presents a very special segment of Arnie's Corner, the debut of Arnie Bot. Ooh. We 
you may want to move. Okay, back. so that's Dinklage. Yeah, we got our Dinklebot there. We no. may want to move back. That's north. Yeah, we got our north. Now the Arnie. Okay. Run! Go get out of there! Come on! <laughs> it's crazy! <laughs> oh man. We've woken the hive! This is a slightly different take. Okay. We've woken the hive! We've woken Krom! <laughs> no! <laughs> this should lead us right to the grave. The world's grave. Not ours. Okay, that's right, classic. So Dinklebot again. Yeah. This should lead us right to the grave. The world's grave. Got our new Not ours. Once mm -hmm. again. Yeah. This should lead us right to the chopper. <laughs> Come on, let's get to the chopper. <laughs> Not to unsettle you, but I'm tracking the sword by the light of the guardians it's killed. It's further below. So that one's kind of stern. Yeah, yeah. Not to unsettle you, but I'm tracking the sword by the light of the guardians it's killed. This one's a little more concerned. Mm-hmm. It's further below. I don't want to scare you here, but I'm a cybernetic organism, a learning computer. <laughs> Wow, it's very it's different. power is dark. Careful. It's power is dark. A little more pause there. <laughs> Here's what I have on the Kabob. Wow. 800 pounds and highly militarized. Here's what I have on the Cabal. 800 pounds and highly militarized. There we go. Come on, Kohagen. You got what you want. Give these people the air. <laughs> There well, that is not the same it. line at all. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, he, he really mixed it up. He took some liberties he, with the script. It seems like he was kind of diving into some of his previous work a little bit and toward the end there, especially. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he didn't know quite where to go with the line, and so he was like, yeah. I know this line. I he know this just, one. He didn't Here's know what a cabal take. was, but he knows what Copenhagen is. You're right. And they're it's on really Mars. Cake. They're on it's Mars, so Mars. the people need the air. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do need air. So my take is that I'm sure the guys from Destiny probably went through this audition. It was like that's it. He got it. He nailed it. Oh, but it's a licensing nightmare. Oh, oh yeah, that's you know true. what? Nolan North. It's gonna be so much cheaper just to hire Nolan. It would be cheaper. There's no lines pilfered from other Arnold movies. <laughs> But how much how much better of a game would that have been? Oh, oh man, I man. would never stop playing Destiny. It's if all Arnie I want to play now forever. Reality. If anyone from Bungie is listening to this podcast, can you give us like a because they have ghost shells now? Like, can we have an, a ghost shell skin where we just have Arnold Schwarzenegger as as the as the voice of the ghost? I mean, it's not asking too much, is it? It'd be I, magical. I hear Arnold will record all the lines for free. Yeah, so that's what that's what I've heard. He's so rich, it's fine. I mean, he just it's yeah, fine. I mean. <laughs> what does he need the money for anyway all right audible is offering the listeners of this podcast a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership just go to audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs and choose from over 180,000 audio programs download a title free and start listening it's fun and easy and good to do good to do <laughs> with the acclaimed <laughs> film the martian sweeping the nation why not listen up to that old audiobook of the original novel the source material. It will make you a more awesome person. You'll be able to tell your friends, oh, that was better in the book. You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Bragging so, rights. Yeah. People yeah. love that. <laughs> they love Man, it. the book was so it, much better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make lots of friends quickly, that's what you do. That's so. the line. That's the line right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can check that out on audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. Yes, that's audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. There was madness in any direction.
right, so we've got another very special guest, a very special super guest friend coming up here. And if you're not familiar, this episode, oh, can I just say this episode is super packed. This is packed. amazing. It's packed. If I do all say so all myself. All the and whistles for the one year. Pulls That's out right. the stops. All of them. All perhaps. of the stops? No, we didn't all. even leave a single stop in. <laughs> we got rid of all of them. That's a little <laughs> dangerous, but hey, I'm all for it. We'll have nothing for you in episode 28. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so if you're not familiar with Megaran, he is awesome. Megaran is awesome. Yeah, he made his name sampling old 8-bit Mega Man songs, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy 7, etc. So he then lays down the tasty jams right over the top of them, and then, then he raps, and it is a good time. So it is our honor to welcome the one and only Megaran! Yo, there's a party going on on the east side. Call all the beefs, get the car washed, and we ride. Because everybody's going to make it all the shakers. All right. Well, first off, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It is awesome to have you. Thanks, man. It's awesome to be here. We are some big fans. So this is my topic for tonight. Why is Mega Ran so awesome? (laughs) (laughs) And so I just want to talk to you about your new record. Um, The R&DM album came out on the 12th, right? Could you tell us more about it? Oh, man, it's it's definitely my favorite thing that I've done. I feel like it's the album that where I feel like I finally found myself. I put a lot of my inspiration and influences from video games to just life in Philadelphia, coming to Phoenix and uh, just growing up as a you know child of the 80s and 90s with video games and cartoons and and uh, sitcoms and. <laughs> trying to put all that into into one album and um i've been trying to do that for years and i feel like this is the one where i finally got it all into one place and uh and i'm definitely super proud of it oh that's awesome how did you feel seeing it number two on billboard that's insane <laughs> <laughs> still don't believe it i keep thinking someone's gonna be like oh yeah we made a mistake that was like Twenty thousand and two. <laughs> congrats on that that is super cool Thank you. So um, the track Mighty is on the Mighty Number no. 9 soundtrack. I'm just kind of wondering what it was like working on that project and how you got connected with those guys. Oh, man, it was insane. That's a fun story to tell because I tour a lot. And I'm always on the road. Uh, actually, I'm uh, heading out tomorrow to do a couple shows, but awesome. I'm always on the road. So I was on the road when I saw an email and it came in from Concept and uh, they were saying that from the request of Kiji Inafune, like that they wanted me to do a song for the uh, for the soundtrack. And I was just super stoked about that. I was already excited about the game. I uh, backed it on like day one. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been super, super excited. So to be able to put music into it is, you know, just that's like a dream come true. So I was totally down with it, but I was on the road. And they're like, well, here's the thing. We need it in like seven days. And I'm like, oh. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. So we go from like greatest feeling of my life to like, oh, no, now I can't get it done. But oh, I was, gosh. I was getting off the road in four days. So I was like, all right, well, I'll do my best. And in the meantime, <laughs> I called my friends who wasn't who wasn't on the road. It was Kay Murdoch and uh, asked him to work on a track for it. That, uh, that I would assist him with and I would put some lyrics on when I got home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he started working on it and it came out really great. And, and they were like, this sounds cool, but there's more. I mean, <laughs> really? And they're like, 
yeah, well, we also want you to use a voice sample from every one of the backers at a certain level because they Whoa. pledged to be in the song. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Really? <laughs> like, so what do you want me to do with these people? They're like, oh, we'll, we'll let you decide. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> like, wow. So I came up with this idea to, and it came to me in the dream, was just to get all the particular backers at this level to send me a voice sample, like a clip of them saying whatever their mighty number was, because everyone has a number that backed it, and <laughs> their name, and then saying the words, we are mighty, or I am mighty, or something like that. Yeah. And so I did that, and it came out really, really good, and uh, we were almost done the song, and, and they were like, this is great, but there's more. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so the last caveat was that they wanted this song to be nine minutes long. <laughs> oh, oh man! Whoa! They have a lot of people to thank, in uh, apparently. So the staff role is going to be extremely long. Oh! And, uh, and I'm like, whoa, man! Like this is a little crazy. So again, I, I got back to work. I asked my DJ if he had some ideas, and uh, he decided to put some DJ magic down on the track. Um, as well as I got myself, I wrote another verse and I got my friend Storyville and he wrote another verse. And then I had my friend Danimal Cannon play guitar on the end of it. So by the time we finished all that, it was like eight minutes and 20 something seconds. <laughs> and they're like, this is perfect. And I'm like, yes. Wow. So when it all comes out, you'll, you'll eventually hear the full version but what you got on the album was a, a small piece of what it's going to sound like. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> that makes more sense because I was just listening to it today and I was like, that that song is not nine minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or it's so good it just blew by the nine <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, um, my favorite song is your favorite song on the new <laughs> record. Now, mission accomplished on this one <laughs> because nice. yeah, that I was listening to that just the lyrics are just really clever and uh and awesome the beats good. I love it. And the guitar, I'm a guitar guy. So I I was I was uh, definitely digging the guitar stuff. So um who played on that song uh guitar wise? Oh, nice. On that one there's a gentleman by the name of Tunesmith who's from Austria. Oh, okay. And, uh, played the guitar and did some string arrangements at the end of it oh my gosh the strings are gorgeous on that yeah, <laughs> yeah really it's, cool yeah it sounded awesome yeah if you don't mind we'll play that song a little bit later in the show i don't mind that at all that's the single i mean between that and uh infinite lives those are the two tracks that we're we're kind of pushing as the singles um there will be a video coming maybe in the next week or so for the track uh laughing at you oh very cool oh cool and I'm working on a couple more, but yeah, those are those are the main ones. So I would say Infinite Lives and uh, and your favorite song. Nice, nice. So I want to take it all the way back, way back. How did you first get started making music? Wow. Uh, okay. So this goes back to sometime in the '90s, maybe the mid '90s. I was sitting on my stoop in Philadelphia with my friends and uh, a boom box and we're all out there listening to i don't know it was a particular hip-hop mix show that would come on on the weekends and they play all the new stuff and hmm, the mid-90s was such a great time because we had um, 
you know, a lot of guys that have become like legendary start off around that time. You had like Wu Tang Clan. You had yeah. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. You had um, uh, so many more from um, a tribe called Quest, De La Soul. Like so many of the guys that are legendary now were just kind of getting started. And, uh, and so we were kind of caught up in that in that moment. And we just, my friend, my oldest buddy, uh, Al, was like, you know what? We should all just write a rap song right now. <laughs> and, we're, and we're like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we, all, we all did. And we wrote a, a song. And um, and I thought mine sucked. I was like, this is really bad. I'm not really, in, I'm not good at this. <laughs> and those guys were amazing. And so they kind of blew me away. <laughs> and so it, it let me know that I needed more work, but I, I just couldn't stop doing it. Like I really loved it. And so I would fill up my composition books with, uh, with, with tracks and that I was writing. And uh, most of them was kind of parody. I'd heard and loved like LL Cool J and Run DMC song own lyrics on top of theirs or whatever but eventually i started getting really serious about it and um bought some some really crude equipment um uh, some computer programs and software and i bought a mtv music generator for the playstation oh yeah, oh, yeah. i remember that game you remember <laughs> that right that was yeah that, so i made i made some amazing things on that out and that was my first beat machine that's amazing yeah, I would make beats and record myself to them and take those beats to the studio and like shop them to other rappers who wanted beats and things like that and to singers so who wanted cool. tracks. And so, yeah, my very first creations were from the music generator. And, <laughs> and no one knew it. Like, they would ask me, like, so what do you use? And I'm like, oh, you know, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just some hardware, <laughs> just this and that, stuff you know. And things, yeah. You know. <laughs> And, you know, little, little software here and there. A little secret I, sauce. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Like even from you know the inception, uh, you were you were a gamer even then, making your your music with a game. That's really cool. absolutely. That's that's, <laughs> that's the irony of the whole thing is I didn't even think about that until later when I started to get into game samples and things. It was yeah, it started off with my love for games, which got me into music. Yeah. Now, now, when did you start getting interested in making chip tunes and sampling uh, some of these old songs? Oh man, well, that was a little bit later in my, uh, I guess, existence. That came about uh, probably not, ten years later from that moment when okay. uh, I was I moved from Philadelphia to Phoenix, and uh, I didn't want to make music for a while. I just wanted to play video games, so I went back to retro games, discovered emulators. And uh, and there was a website called Atomic Fire, and uh, and they had all the Mega Man like theme songs that you could download and play. And I was like, this is cool. So I downloaded all the Mega Man Two music, and I would <laughs> play it over and over again. And uh, it just took me back. And uh, and I thought, man, you know what? Maybe what if I put some some hip hop drums under this and chop it up a little bit and add some music to it. And see what happens, you know? And so mm -hmm. I did. And then the first album, Mega Ran, was born. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. And I, I, the way we heard of you um, was actually, it's kind of a cool thing that you can be on this episode with us because we heard of you on Beyond when you went on and, with your Famicom and uh, played live in the studio. And so it was really cool because we had Greg Miller on earlier in the night. Um, right. And yeah, so now it's, it's full circle full circle here we've got <laughs> we got mega Ran, the one and only and so yeah cool. i'm i was curious based on that performance do you tour with a famicom 
Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I just took it overseas. I was in uh, London with it, and uh, I don't know if I broke it. I hope I didn't. But uh, oh I man, that the um, I might have blown out my AC adapter. Oh, because, because of the different voltage over there and here, things were a little weird. So I had to buy a new adapter, and the new adapter worked, but huh. my old one appears to be kind of blown out. So, so the system works still. That's but, cool. Uh, Do you have like a, a backup just in case? <laughs> no, I don't actually. This like, thing man. is literally all over the world now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a backup. It's a hard version of the system to come across. Oh, okay. It's like a specifically modded Famicom and it's one of the first uh, generations of it. So it's a little beat up and uh, it's been around the block, but it's still kicking. Well, maybe the fans, maybe the fans, if they're aware, they can start bringing Famicoms to the shows just in yeah, case. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just you, in case. If you need a backup one. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> but man, it's amazing that, you know, it's a testament to, because Nintendo's always been kind of well known for making like super quality hardware, you know, and uh, it's it's just amazing that like this is a super old Famicom and it's still trucking. You you depend on it so much that you don't even need a backup, and it's worked so far. And that's, oh, that's yeah. pretty. I mean, that's I keep my impressive. laptop as a backup, and so if right, I absolutely right. can't do it, I can play tracks off my laptop. But uh, but I, I really enjoy using the Famicom. So if I couldn't, then that would just really suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, do you get to do much gaming when you're on tour? Uh, not really, unless it's on a 3DS. Uh, other than that, no, I don't get a chance to do a lot. Yeah, because I it was cool. I on one of the the tracks on the new album, you you talk about it's a little dig at the uh, the Call of Duty Madden crowd. <laughs> I was cracking up. <laughs> um, yeah, I was curious, kind of what you get up to as far as uh, what do you play these days? Oh, that's easy, Madden and Call of Duty. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, when I I don't have a lot of time to play, so those are some of the only games you can just jump right into. <laughs> yeah. So occasionally I do that. Um, I'm a football fan, and so I did manage to grab Madden, but uh, I have I've barely played it. I um I got Mad Max right now, and I'm really getting into that. Oh, nice. Oh, Adam's jealous about that one. I know. <laughs> I haven't gotten Metal Gear because I know it's going to suck my life away. <laughs> I have, uh, I have a life to live, so I probably won't play Metal Gear until after the wedding, probably. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was curious, did you get a chance to play the uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 beta that happened a little while ago, or were you on the road? Oh, I was on the road. I missed it. Oh, bummer. Well, I can vouch for it. I played a little bit of it. It's It's pretty fun, so you got that to look forward to. All right, I'll check it out. Uh, <laughs> I still play Destiny once in a while. Oh my goodness, I'm so addicted to that game, uh, Mike. <laughs> to Mike's chagrin. <laughs> so, um, you used to be a middle school teacher, right? Uh, that is correct. Back in the day, when did you go full time? Was it? Uh, it's been a few years now, right? It's been a few years. It was 2011, not long after the the Black Materia, the Final Fantasy VII project. Um, yeah, it was 2011. About the end of the school year, I decided it was time to step away and, and try my luck with this crazy music life. <laughs> and um, I, I miss the kids. I, I really do. I don't necessarily miss the act of teaching, but I do miss the students. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I, I gotta imagine those kids gotta, they have to miss, uh, having like an awesome rapper for a teacher. Did anyone know you were a rapper? Uh, yeah, I used to let them know. Oh man. They probably thought you were the coolest. Yeah. They'll, they'll like find me on YouTube and stuff. So I just decided to tell them. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. I used to rap for them. Like if they were well behaved or did the, did their work really well. <laughs> a free concert I, I freestyle for them in class and they really enjoyed that that's oh that's so, cool that's so cool yeah so i wanted to pit you mega ran against david in a freestyle rap battle oh, no, right now no 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 <laughs> no 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 come on now come on david come on <laughs> okay so speaking of black materia um i mean that that record of course did huge things for you um you know, in addition to, of course, the the Mega Man record. Um, and I, I'm just curious, like, with the Final Fantasy remake, Final Fantasy VII remake coming up here in a year or two, you know, what, wh- there have been inklings, rumors around that maybe you will be redoing the Black Materia album? Ah, yes, there are some rumors about that. I guess I've started many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I... It's so weird. One of my good friends is is a journalist, and that's and that's something that I told him, and then he decided to create a news article about it. <laughs> that's and, awesome. uh, and that was crazy. I was like, "Wait, wait, you no, that wasn't." That's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I think it was maybe the same day that the. Uh, that the uh, the remake was announced, he decided to run with <laughs> my quote about doing the remake of the album. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> it's true. Like I am working on it, and um, it's been a long process for so many reasons. But um, it's going to come out on vinyl. Oh, very oh, cool. wow! Double LP release, and I don't know when it's coming out because it's it's such a long and expensive process to be a vinyl. <laughs> So it is happening. I just don't know when, but we've been working on it for over a year now. So oh, I think awesome. that the, the announcement is something that's just kind of kicking our butt and getting us in gear a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, so hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping by the top of the year, but I really don't know. I can't say for sure. Well, you know, the thing about the internet is once a rumor starts on it, it is no longer rumor and it is fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that's that's it's true in so many ways because if the internet wants something bad enough, like it'll happen. Yep, that's right. <laughs> okay, all right. That that's that's all the questions so far. So basically, what we want to do, we're gonna hop into what will become an annual event of Legend, the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Video Game Awards, or the SBF VGS VGAs. <laughs> so. All right. So what we'll do is I'll read the category. Mike, you have the nominees. Yep. Mega Ran is going to read us the winners. Cool. Okay. All so right. the first category, the first award of the night goes to best use of weaponized tweets. Okay. So for this, your nominees are going to be Watchdogs, <laughs> uh, Super Time Force Ultra, or, and I'm really sorry about this, this is an Adam joke, Angry Birds 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the winner is... No, no, we need you to say, and the SBF VGS VGA goes to... <laughs> <laughs> Are you 
really going to be a stickler about that? <laughs> no, not at all. Are you really? <laughs> no, nah, go for it. No, you can say it however you want. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 okay. No, I would love to try to get this right, but I don't know. Okay, I am going to try to do it. Okay, I'm okay. jot it down in a notepad. What is it? S? SPF. BF. VGS. VGS. VGA. VGA. Oh my god. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the dumbest show. <laughs> Alright, go for it. So the winner is, or the SPF VGS VGA goes to. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. The, <laughs> the SBF VGS VGA goes to. Super Time Force Ultra. Yay! <laughs> All right. Okay. The next category, this is a very prestigious award, um, very sought-after award. The best bowl cut in a video game. Oh, wow. Mike, the nominees, please. Your nominees this is- for this year are The Witcher 3, <laughs> The Witcher 3, <laughs> or The Witcher 3. Oh, man, some fierce competition in that one. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I wonder who's going to get it. Mm. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> the SBF VGS VGA for best bowl cut goes to <laughs> The Witcher 3. Yeah. Man, I did not see that one coming. Oh, oh man. man, it was a shocker. It. Oh man, this is the first nomination and the first win for The Witcher 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next award the best use of taxidermy in a video game. Oh, wow. Mike, the nominees, please. Uh, your nominees are going to be Heavy Rain, the taxidermist demo, which actually was cut from the game. You've never played it. <laughs> okay. The stuffed unicorn from The Witcher 3. <laughs> or the dead propped up story of Destiny Year One. <laughs> oh, burn. Shots fired. All right. And the winner, please. All right, and the SBF VGS VGA goes to The Witcher 3's Stuffed oh, Unicorn. Oh, man. Yay. Yay. Once again. Oh, man. Witcher 3, clean it up. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is the second nomination and second win for The Witcher 3. <laughs> Gosh. All right, so show. the best ninja kick that turned an enemy into a glitch pretzel. Mike, the nominees. <laughs> Your nominees are Assassin's Creed Unity, Batman <laughs> Arkham Knight, <laughs> Or that dropkick move from Dying Light. All right. And the SPF VGS VGA goes to Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. Man, I knew that one. I called called, it. You called that one? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Kotaku had some pretty amazing videos of Batman, like, kicking a henchman and having him, like, being wrapped around a pole or something at the end (laughs) or, or like, halfway inside a car door. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, The last one. Last one here. And the best video game that was almost a pachinko machine. Mike, the nominees. <laughs> this is this is the most depressing topic, by the way. <laughs> Your nominees are Silent Hills, oh. Metal Gear Solid Five, or Castlevania. Now oh. apparently with erotic violence. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. SBF VGS VGA. Metal Gear Solid Five. All right. Woo! Yes, the only one of those three games that actually is not a pitch and go machine yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that one's sad, but true. Sad All but right. True. Hey, Mega, I know you got to run. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. It's been a blast. Um, this has been so much fun, man. You guys are awesome. And we will close it out with uh, your favorite song from the new Mega Ran album, RNDM. Um, came out on September 12th. Go buy it. Do that. Support some Mega Ran. This long, but I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. That song you can't turn off, there's no escaping from. I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. I got my game face on, usually I don't take this long, but I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. That song you can't turn off, there's no escaping from. I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. I can hear it in an Apple commercial, the hip stock firm for home loans, even a sick animal montage. But I've been struggling with this for so long. I was something that'll make you wanna reminisce. Repeatable with very little lyrics in it. Something that lowers some kiss in the rain to a slow mo with angles that'll capture the human spirit. The soundtrack to the newest startup, the first song you play in the car truck, the kind that'll keep royalties coming when I'm hard up, broke, falling into hard luck. The kind of check you hear in public restrooms, the track white girls get dressed to, the kind of song that'll make old people tell me I don't listen to other rappers, just you. I got my game face on, usually I don't take this long, but I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. That song you can't turn off, there's no escaping from, I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. I got my game face on, usually I don't take this long, but I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. This song you can't turn off, there's no escaping from. I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. I wanna make the 2015 happy. Be the rap game, Carly Rae Jepsen. Sports Center top 10 on Espens. Saturday Night Live doing impressions. Make Starbucks wanna carry me. Perfect strangers wanna marry me. Make Claire Channel start adding me. And make Weird Al wanna parody. I want a song that the hipsters hate. When they discuss it, they always pontificate. And say it isn't as good as it indicates. But when they come on, they always participate. And all the critics just diss me and instigate. While I'm in Paris, just smiling like this is great. So if you think that your movie can handle it, do me a favor. Get at my management, yeah. I got my game face on. Usually I don't take this long. But I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. That song you can't turn off. There's no escaping from. I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. I got my game face on. Usually I don't take this long. But I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. This song you can't turn off. There's no escaping from. I'm on a mission to make this song your favorite song. Oh man, that's Mega Ran. You guys check it out. That's from the RNDM album. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that album is so good. Super yeah, awesome of him to stop by too. Also yeah, the uh really cool. the was it Mighty Number no. Nine song is actually really cool too. It's really good. Yeah, I like it. Mighty. Oh well, yeah, Rushmore. Oh, there's so many good tracks on that album. Yes, indeed. So end of the show plugs for men. For mans. 
Help support the show for $0 by signing up for a free audiobook on audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. Get crazy and treat yourself to one of them brand new <laughs> SBF VGS t-shirts what? on cafepress.com. Wait, we got t-shirts? We got t-shirts, you guys. What? Wow. So special thanks to Eric Kruger for our new podcast logo and the t-shirt designs. That he yeah, no, up. seriously, Eric, thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, hey, that guy does such a good job. He's got, he's got mad skills. You and can ma- check him out at, at Sibhod, S-I-B-H-O-D on the Twitter Maybe have a, a look at his handiwork somewhere on the interwebs. He works for the IGN.com, so he you can you can see it all over the site. That's his, right. His, his masterful fingers at work. And so this is basically that same thing, but his masterful design fingers, it's like the fingers straight to your nipples in the t-shirts. So, <laughs> Which is my favorite, oh, personally. Okay, yeah. I was really confused for a second where you were going with that. But because <laughs> so, t-shirts, yes, I get it now. Because t-shirts, yeah. So... There you have it. <laughs> Go get it at com slash SPFVGS. If you like the show, help us out by leaving a glowing iTunes review and maybe telling a friend. That'd be awesome. That would be yeah. great. That would be and super awesome. And support our super guest friends, Greg Miller and Megaran. Or if we were to slap them together, it would be Gregoran. Gregoran. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg is, of course, found at kindoffunny.com. And you can find Megaran's music at megaranmusic.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at SBFVGS Podcast. I am Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. Of course, that Greg Miller, Greg, Game Over Greggy. And Megaran is Megaran. And uh, on PSN. Friend us on there. Be yeah, great. Friend us on there. There's yeah. an easy way to do that now, guys. Same names. Okay, so we have the same names. Barry White, David J. Tate, Mike is Taco underscore Douglas. Mm-hmm. But now, thank you to Mike's handiwork, you can now join the Super Best Friends video game sleepover PS4 community. That's fine. time. Us. Yeah, it's yes, pretty time for that Star Wars Battlefront beta. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's Let's all hop true. and play some games together. Yeah, I can't wait to try that Star Wars Battlefront open beta. So that's the 8th through the 12th. We can't guarantee that Mike, uh, Adam, and I will all be on at the same time, though, because it's very time zones. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and you know, I don't know if, if you've tried to get into a community yet, you know that it's not the greatest searching uh, for one yet. Well, so because the searching is search, non-existent. Because it doesn't exist. Yeah. So just find Mike, uh, myself, or David, and then look at our communities, and, and it'll be right there. You can join it up. So um, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash SBFVGS or follow the blog at SBFVGSpodcast.wordpress.com. Man, Whew. guys. That was a lot of man's plugs. That was a lot of plugs. <laughs> there was a lot of man's lo- in there. A lot of men. There actually were, yeah. <laughs> and that has been Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 27, our one-year anniversary spectacular. Thank wow. you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much. This has been a really fun year. Super yes, fun. I, I give this year of podcasting uh, five out of five burritos. Yeah, five out of five pizzas. Five out of five tacos, the superior one. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more spectacularity on gaming. (laughs) Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys. I'm still, it's a year. I'm still not clapping. What's up, everybody? It's me, Greg Miller, and you're listening to the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover.